My new book is out, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. It hit the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list, and I just wanted to say thank you. I hope you get it at capitalistbook.com. Here's what user Jay Eggleston said in an Amazon review. Warning, this book is addicting, is Nathan the new Tim Ferriss. He said, I met Nathan during my college days when he was still CEO of Hayo. I knew he was inspiration since the day I met him. The book is totally a Nathan Latka original, and this is the new four-hour work week. Warning, though, it is addicting. I'm not sure how long I've been reading it now, and the only thing that is making me from put it down is the dreaded workday tomorrow. Six people found that helpful. Get the book today at capitalistbook.com. Built a great agency producing revenue, but decided about five years ago, does not want to be in the agency business long. So he launched Content Launch, which is really a software platform. Has gone through some growing pains, but is now just going through kind of beta launch phase uh, here in 2018. 30 customers uh, paying, call it, you know, 100 bucks per month each. So about three grand, four grand, something like that per month in pure play SaaS revenue. As he looks to shift more of his focus, more of his energy strictly on the SaaS revenue and away from agency or content writing, or other professional services stuff. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is John Wibben. He's the CEO and founder of Content Launch. He's also the author of three marketing books, including Future Marketing, Winning in the Prosumer Age. John, are you ready to take us to the top? Hey, ready to go. All right. Tell us about Content Launch. What do you guys do and how do you make money? Yeah, so Content Launch is a content marketing platform built for small agencies and SMBs. And so the platform basically enables you to plan, create, and distribute all of your content all in one place. Okay. And I mean, so how does it compare with like a Hootsuite or some of these other solutions? Yeah, Hootsuite is a a social media management dashboard or scheduling dashboard uh, app. And we're more straight content. So content planning, like helping with topics, um, actually distributing the content, getting it out there, whether it's WordPress or HubSpot or Twitter. It's not just the social channels, but also other places where content needs to go. Um, and is it a pure play SaaS model from a revenue perspective? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I don't want to go down every customer cohort, but in general, what do customers pay you per month on average? Uh, hundred bucks per user per month. Okay. That's fair enough. That's good. And then put this on a timeline for me. When did you launch? Uh, so we were in beta last year. Uh, we did a soft launch a couple months ago. Um, we signed a big partnership deal for a white label kind of uh, partnership uh, a few months ago. We're onboarding a bunch of users there. Uh, we're doing an official kind of launch with all the bells and whistles here in a couple of weeks. So we've been kind of doing it in stages. So you've launched this year here in 2018. Now, are you pre-revenue to date? Uh, no, we're, we're generating revenue at this point. Okay, you are generating revenue. That's great. So launch this year. You have some beta customers. It sounds like engaged. What are you at today in terms of paying customers? Uh, we have about 15 paid accounts. And then we have, like I said, a big partnership deal we signed where we have 700 paid users committed to, uh, to joining that, that account. Um, so we're off to the races. It took a while, but we're, we're finally there. Okay. So 15 folks paying hundred bucks per month. You guys are doing about 1500 bucks per month right now. So 15 companies. And then in addition, we have content writing revenue as well. 
So that's another revenue stream for us. We're doing about 15,000 MRR right now. Okay. But is that actual pure play SaaS revenue or is that professional services like writing? Combination of three bucks. And we have managed services in addition. Okay. John, you, you cut out, you cut out there. Pure play SaaS revenue is what right now? Uh, pure play SaaS with the white label partnership, we probably have about 10,000. Okay. But without that, I'm talking about just revenue you're already making. It sounds like you signed a deal that will be in the future, but it hasn't actually, they aren't actually paying yet. So just paying today is what? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, ballpark, uh, I mean, were you talking, so the, the confusing part is we have three revenue streams, right? We have the subscription revenue that said content services and and then content ordering. So I'm just uh, talking pure play SaaS revenue, just the SaaS revenue. Yeah. You know, off the top of my head, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, the, I'm not the CFO. So I'd have to talk to him about what, what it actually looks like. Okay, John, come on. Just to be clear, you're just launching as a CEO. You're literally refreshing revenue dashboards every morning because you're, that's the lifeblood of the company. You're telling me right now, you don't know how much revenue you're doing on a SaaS basis per month. So maybe I'm confused by the question. So are you asking for just subscription revenue? Is that what you're asking for? Yes. Pure play SaaS revenue, not content writing, not professional services. I, it's not, it. The reason I want to get this number is because I think you're just starting and there's valuable lessons when you're just starting. I think you're, you're at like 1500 bucks a month, a hundred dollars a month by 15 customers. Okay. So the, the, okay. Well, we got confused there and I apologize is we have 15 accounts that are, they're paying now, not 15 users, right? So some of the accounts, we have multiple users. We have one agency that's, you know, 10 users. So, uh, and I don't look at the dashboards every morning cause I'm busy doing all kinds of stuff, getting marketing campaigns going. And you know, once we get to 15, 20 K and MRR, then I'm going to be looking at that, but probably realistically we're probably at three or 4,000. Okay. Got it. Um, that's interesting to me. So, I mean, most people, right when they launch a company, I mean, I remember when I launched my first company, that was like the literally sales were the first thing I thought of every morning. I was literally refreshing the dashboard. You're telling me you have the ability to just ignore that dopamine hit and totally remove yourself from looking at any sales numbers. No, I just, impressive. I, just I, I see it differently than most people. I'm a marketing guy, right? I'm not a sales guy. Um, you're the we, founder though, right? Yeah, but we'll, we'll slow down. Slow down one second. So, so we signed this big white label partnership, right? With this third party. It's another business application. And we have committed, guaranteed, and agreement, you know, 700 paid users. So I don't, you know, because we signed that deal a few months ago, I see it differently. It's not like we're, and the other thing is we have agency revenue still. So we still have our agency, right? So that's supporting the business. So this is not the end all be all. The startup, the, the software is just one division of our company. So in other words, last year in our agency, we made 35,000 bucks, right? So so that's why I don't, you know, it's not the imperative for me to look at sales every morning. I mean, yeah, I do want, I'm curious, I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, but it's not the end all be all. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm the visionary of the company, right? I'm, I'm scheduling the, the next phase. We're virtually going to be a year from now, right? So I leave all the sales stuff to my sales guys and, and you know, they got a great sales team. So they're, uh, I, I trust them and I know they're going to they're hit their objectives. Okay. So a couple thousand caught 3000 per month right now in pure play SaaS revenue with your new SaaS product. Like you had an agency in the past that you kind of spun this out of. I totally understand that. And you have a separate content writing kind of business as well. Walk me through team size today. How many folks on the team and where's everyone based? So we have eight people. Um, uh, we have people in North Carolina. We have people in, um, uh, actually in Eastern Europe, some developers there. Uh, we have operations guy in Irvine. Um, so yeah, we have eight, eight on our team right now. And, uh, um, we're lean and mean, you know, we, get, we all wear a lot of hats. 
So what, at what point, first off, a lot of the most successful SaaS companies are born out of agencies, but some to, like where I've seen some work and some not work are people try and do both for too long. So neither one of them gets full attention and they just end up diluted where they right. seem to really work. You know, the best example I would say is Ryan Holmes at Hootsuite. You know, it was an agency. He grew it to about three, four million bucks in, in just professional service revenue. Everyone kept asking for them to manage manually their posting. So he said, I'm going to build software for this. And then he shut down that agency. He totally washed away four or five million bucks in revenue and went all in on Hootsuite. Now, you know, they do over 200 million bucks a year in revenue. So question to you is, why launch a SaaS company at all? And what do you have to see on the SaaS side or the agency side to decide to go all in on that one thing? Yeah, because I had a choice five years ago. Do I grow my agency and become another big agency or do I build a platform? That was the choice I had. And I decided to build a platform. I didn't want Wait, to run Why choice? Why was that the choice though? I'm, I'm getting to that, man. <laughs> Slow down. Um, so the reason I made that decision is because I didn't want to run a big agency. I didn't want to run a big agency where I'm managing clients on a day-to-day basis. I'd already done that for 12 years. So, so running a software company was the next thing for me, right? And so I really work well with software developers. I love conceptualizing things. I love building stuff. So for me, it was an easy, easy decision. Uh, on that side, it was a hard decision. The fact that I knew it was going to take a lot of time and I knew it was going to take a lot of money. Um, but for me, all roads were pointing towards building a platform. So that's what we did. Okay. You said that was five years ago? Yep. Okay. But I thought you just said you're just now kind of launching the, the SaaS platform. So what happened in the four years before that? Yeah. So that's the part that a lot of people, a lot of you know, startups, a lot of entrepreneurs kind of don't understand or don't appreciate is that it's not easy, right? We had, a, we had an alpha product two and a half years ago it was not ready. It was not ready for prime time. We went through the whole thing. We spent a lot of money. We marketed it and it just was not good enough. We couldn't compete. So we took it down. We re-architected the entire front end. We redid a bunch of stuff on the back end. And so what we have now is far and away better than we had two and a half years ago. So yeah, I mean, it was hard. We spent twice as much money. It's like twice as long to do. What was Uh, the product, John? It was concept. It was the same product. It was just, it just didn't do the same thing. It didn't look the same. Right. So that's the part of the story that a lot of people don't know is that that's what we had to go through to get where we are now. Okay. I'm trying to, yeah, it's always difficult. It's always hard, but I'm trying to dissect. So what I heard you say was it didn't work because it wasn't architect right and it looks differently. Now it's architected the right way and it looks different. Am I hearing, is it accurate? Completely different product. I mean, the user experience was substandard with the first, with the alpha product. People didn't know where to click, where to go. Users were confused. We were in love with our ugly baby, right? We, were, we thought it was great. And we used it internally and it was great, but we couldn't get buy-in. We couldn't get people to, buy, to pay for it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we had to reinvent it. We had to reinvent the platform. We had to you know, take a step back and we had to, I got rid of my developers. I actually went through a lawsuit with some developers and I, I won on that lawsuit. So that was, the, I mean, whenever you start a company, there's good, bad, and the ugly. And that was the ugly part. <laughs> Okay. So back to my initial question, which was five years ago, you said you had to make this decision. And I said, why did you do this? And you said, well, I asked myself, do I want to run a big agency or build software? And you said software, uh, but you still have agency revenue. So why are you holding on to that safety net? Why not cut it completely and force yourself to go all in on the SaaS product? You even said it, you don't even think about the SaaS product each morning. You don't look at the revenue numbers. Yeah, well, no, we have done that. I mean, that's just been recently. So, so we did divest it. Um, we, now, the reason we did 35K last year in, in agency revenue is because we were working on a big video project that kind of came out of nowhere. We weren't expecting it. It's clearly not a software kind of project. So that still fell under agency, quote unquote, type of project. And we've done a lot of video in the past for IBM and other companies. So, 
So we're now saying no to those kind of projects. And what we're doing is reporting over all the agency clients into the platform. And we have about 40 agency clients over the last two years that we're doing that. So now, yeah, we're all in. It's all about software moving forward. But, but John, so I, I hate to be blunt here and you have to forgive me, but you, you mean you just said each morning you don't even look at sales numbers because you're dealing about the visionary and looking at other stuff and other revenue streams and parts of the company. I mean, if you were all in, you'd be all in on the SaaS product. You're not right now based off what you told me. I'm just trying to understand why well, strategically. That's your opinion. I mean, well, I sorry, John. That. Sorry, I don't want my opinion. I want, the, I want facts. So if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. No, I, I don't think you're wrong. It's just the way, one way of seeing it. You see it that way and I see it different. I don't, I don't want to get caught up in the minutia of, oh, how much, how much sales did we do last night? How many sales did we do last week? Because I, I don't think that's a healthy way, to, a healthy place to be. No, John, that's not, that's not what I'm referencing. All I'm referencing is I've seen companies, again, we've done 3,000 of these interviews. We, we, we can look at some different patterns. We've seen patterns that are good, bad, or ugly, and sometimes they're just a pattern and it doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. One of the things for sure is people tend to have safety nets in life, and some of them tend to be money safety nets. And they hold on to the safety nets on things, whether it's getting a college degree or holding on to revenue or a corporate job. You've got a, a, a cash flow producing agency, 35 grand last year. It's a great safety net. But a lot of times people, they will never actually drive and push the software product if they don't cut the safety net. I'm just trying to get in your head. I'm not saying tell me your QuickBooks analytics dashboard, but you told me that you were not focused yeah. exclusively on the software product earlier to, in the interview. So I'm just trying to understand why are you not 100% on that? Well, I think I am. Maybe I just didn't communicate that correctly. Um, uh, look, I'm wearing a lot of hats. And, and yeah, maybe my, I still do have one foot in the agency world. It's, it takes time to transition. And I'm, you know, we're getting through that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the problems for me, here, here's the honest truth, is that we've had, over the last few months, we've had some bugs, some troubling bugs with the platform that you know, I'm not a software developer, so it's frustrating for me. I talk to my team about them, and you know, they keep happening. So we're, we're working through those. Mm-hmm. Um, so until I have a product that's you know pretty much bug free and it works the way it's supposed to work, then I'm going to be a little cautious, right? Um, so I do have to be a little bit hesitant in terms of you know if we've got a, a bug that can't be fixed in two three weeks and we're still having the issue, then I don't feel confident enough to like release it widely to a bunch of new new customers. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's been a learning experience. That's been something I've had to kind of understand. Okay, this is how software development is. And by the way. Facebook has bugs every day. Google has bugs every day. It's the nature of software. Um, but uh, so that's part of it for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm probably not giving you the exact answer that you want to hear, but that's, I mean, that's... Uh, there are no answers that I want to hear. Uh, this is about you. Um, I mean, what I will tell you, I try and predict what my audience is thinking. My audience hears that what they're going to think is what you just said. Um, it's, it's the business leader's role. Like there's always going to be bugs. And if that business leader never wants to make a sale because right. they're worried about the next bug, they're never going to grow. So right, the right. question to you is, how do you do both? You have to be able to handle bugs and drive sales confidently at the same time. How do you do both? There's, there's bugs. The platform is important. Full of the functionality application in terms of ordering content. So that's why we've had to kind of just kind of push pause and say, okay, what's, what's going on here? And just in the last couple of days, we've gotten some resolutions. So it's, it's it, you know, there's different levels of, 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 I guess, bug fixing, if you will. And, um, so we're going through that. We're going through the growing pains just like any new software application does. And I'm learning how to be a software company CEO too at the same time. Does your dev team have equity? I mean, are they motivated that way? Or are you trying to keep them as just salaried employees? Yeah, so the CTO does, our CTO. Um, I've offered equity to the developers. They weren't real excited about that. I mean, they wanted, it, it's, it's, it's a personal choice. Uh, most of the people on our team do have equity, um, but the developers don't. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, very good. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Uh, probably a biography of Steve Jobs. 
Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, Elon Musk. Number three, what is your favorite online tool for building your business? Online tool? Uh, in the past, it's been HubSpot. Um, I think currently, it's probably our own tool. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, six and a half. Six and a half. Okay, great. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, single. Single. No kiddos yet? No kids. None, that, none run around that you don't know about? No. All right, John, and how old are you? Uh, 47. 47. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I wish that I knew then that, uh, to just take a risk, take a big risk. Guys take a big risk earlier from John built a great agency producing revenue, but decided about five years ago, does not want to be in the agency business long. So he launched content launch, which is really a software platform has gone through some growing pains, but is now just going through kind of beta launch phase, uh, here in 2018, 30 customers, uh, paying call, you know, hundred bucks per month each. So about three grand, four grand, something like that per month and pure play SaaS revenue. As he looks to shift more of his focus, more of his energy strictly on the SaaS revenue and away from agency or content writing, other professional services stuff. John, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate the time.